At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast dedicated to robbery, fraud, chicanery, hoodwinkery, and all those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. And guys, I have been working on this scam for so long. This is an active, live moment of con artistry that you guys are listening to right now because I have wanted to get this man on this podcast for so long. Guys, I've been plotting. I've been Birdman hand rubbing. I've been staring out <laughs> windows, just gazing, thinking like one day. Yes, a window right there that we can see. Hey, Z-Way's advertisement. Y'all get into her show. It's wild. Uh, Guys, today we have an amazing comedian, writer, producer, content creator on the show. He's co-written a book with his lovely wifey, who I actually recognized at a restaurant. And I ran up to her and was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, you here too, you here too. Oh, hello, hello, good sir. Guys, the book is called Marriage Be Hard. 12 conversations to keep you laughing, loving, and learning with your partner. You can get it right now on pre-order, which is going to give it up for who this is. Mm-hmm. But you can get it right now, pre-order it right now on kevonstage.com. Um, congregation, please welcome Kevin Fredericks. Did y'all know his last name is Fredericks? Kevin Tell Fredericks. Tell him what happened, Lacey. AKA Tell him what happened when you didn't know my name. <laughs> Tell him how you treated me in the, in the elevator, how you looked me up and down. <laughs> Dismissive. You were Miranda Priestley me in the lobby. This is not true. <laughs> this is simply a lie. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like Kevin is so churchy, I feel like I can't say lie. You can lie, you, you can cuss. You can be whoever you are. <laughs> I feel like I gotta say telling the story. No. <laughs> What was with that anyway? I don't know. I feel like that was just black parents being annoying. It was black parents like, across the nation being like, you can't say a lie. You can say tell a story. Like, hey, y'all gonna make up a thing. curse word? Hey, y'all gonna make up a curse thing. word? <laughs> Don't you call me a liar, okay? I'm like, well, my mother is supposed to say, you said something that's not actual, it's not factual. Okay, all right. But what happened was, is I saw Kevin Fredericks in my calendar. And mind you, I've been trying to get this man for forever, like, been in his DMs. We follow each other on Twitter. Yep. I'll be retweeting, and he's hilarious. But i also be down there like, ha, 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 this would be great for the podcast and I like sick my fans after him like I really I really worked so hard to get this icon in the building but I saw Kevin Fredericks on my my Google calendar and then I texted Judith our amazing producer super producer Judith who apparently used to go by Judes big Judes freaking freaking Judes Kyle Rocker was there Judes it was amazing bro sorry Judith you always have the power to edit that out if you want but (laughs) 
<laughs> and she will listen. So I'll be like, oh, this sounds great. She'll be like, actually, I'm going to take out more. You can't say this legally. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to get sued. Okay. <laughs> We've run into getting sued a lot, uh, not, but but not not the guests, just me. I have an abogado fund. We good. But so we, I look at the uh, calendar invite, and I was like, Kevin Fredericks. And I texted Judith, and I said, look, if I don't know the person, we don't need to be in studio. I was like, I just got my COVID test. I got to shoot tomorrow. Like, I'll wear a mask and just make sure you social distance our seats. Hilarious. Because <laughs> I don't know who Kevin Fredericks is. <laughs> I got in the elevator and walk. Here comes Kev. Kev on stage. His last name to me is on stage. I thought his wife was Melissa on stage. I thought the children also were on stage. Oh <laughs> man, that is too funny. And I was like Kevin. That's Kevin Fredericks. Child, I ain't even wear no makeup or nothing. Jesus. See, this is why you always got to stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. I did not realize Kevin, it was you. That's hilarious. But I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I told uh, Lacey a quick story about not knowing people's name. I had a homegirl on Twitter, jmarie87, underscore 87. <laughs> Talked to her for five, six years. Lived in Tacoma, all this stuff. And she had a baby. I knew her baby's dad. Went to the hospital. I was like, hey, um, I'm here to see. And they're like, yeah, what's the first and last name? And I was like, uh... J-, J. Marie underscore. You know what? I don't. <laughs> you I don't know her. The hospital talking about. <laughs> I said, "Well, you do the at sign first, and then J. Y'all do underscores in the. That's, in the, that's the, what her room is under, right? Yeah. J. Marie. They were like, "What? Who?" And I was like, "You know, I had to call her. I was like, hey, uh, what's your baby's mom? What's her full name? <laughs> Jasmine. Oh, okay. That's what the J is for. So Marie, her middle name. Oh, got it, got it. Her Twitter handle. Uh, the name. You know, you could change the name. It's like Little Firestarter. <laughs> yeah. Can y'all look that up? No. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, the digital age is really like crazy. Metaverse is coming. It's already halfway here. It's so terrifying when you say it like that. Metaverse is on its way. It is. But also, I feel like with COVID, then you were really making connections online and not meeting people. And I went to a a Super Bowl party this year, and I ran into somebody, and I was like, oh, this is the homie, because we were talking to somebody else. I was like, oh, this is the homie, da 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 And they were like, we've never met in real life. And I was like, crazy? Oh, we haven't? It feels, if you talk to somebody three or four times a week, even through, you know, DM or text or something, it feels like we know each it other. It feels like you know each other. Yeah. So then I was Crazy. like, wait a minute. You know who it actually was? It was Leonard Robinson who mm. married uh, Yvonne Orgy's character on Insecure, the good <laughs> black man that all the black men was like, where's this man? Right. He's in the television show. <laughs> He's in the that's television what, that's what show. You're, that's where you're going to find him. But Leonard's a good dude in real life. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if he out here for the streets no more. If he was, he probably not because I'm sure after that episode, the oh, girls raise his were... Oh, profile for sure. Oh, it's, it was a rap. But it was actually him. He was like, listen, we've never met in real life. I was like, yeah, we have. No. <laughs> and we've met several times since then, but it was very embarrassing for me because I was like, this is my dude and my nigga right here. My boy. <laughs> Oh, you can say nigga on there? Yes. Oh, great. I know can say nigga. I, was, I, I held three niggas in already. Oh, well, no. Let them go. You you, you let, let them go, free. sweetie. Okay, them niggas is gone It's now. coming out in June anyway, Juneteenth. <laughs> I know you saw that merch. That's uh, a scam. I can't believe that. that. Let me tell you what. Them white folks was like, oh, federal holiday? Bet. It's we on. already have all these. They sell it. It's the freedom for me. Is it a the napkin? freedom for me. It's the freedom for me. It just broke my soul wide open. I said, how can y'all, look, capitalism has already been so dirty. We saw what they did to Cinco de Mayo. People Man. still don't know that's not Mexican Independence Day. That's in September, y'all. Man. They, but everyone says like during uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, somebody tweeted, they were like, yeah, that's when Walmart all of a sudden just has like Cesar Chavez books everywhere. <laughs> They're like, that's y'all MLK, right? Cesar Chavez? <laughs> that's y'all MLK, right? <laughs> 
I'm not don't care about nothing. <laughs> they don't care about nobody. What y'all be saying? What's the colors? Black, yellow, green? All right, okay, what's the okay, cool. And Bet some Kente with us, some Kente in there. <laughs> they didn't even change the flag. They did the Blue Lives Matter flag, but just turned it black, green, yes. and red. I said, no, they did not. Because Walmart want to sell it for three bucks. If they bought it for a dollar, sell it for two. That's Look. all they care about. If y'all blacks want this, this is what y'all got. Bye, Felicia. Hello, freedom. No. <laughs> no. Ah, that's going to be on a commercial. No. And it's going to be your fault that, that I see that on Roll Black Prices. Roll not, back the... Not the blue light. We cannot be black people on the blue light special. No, I refuse. I absolutely refuse. Roll back the amendments and roll back the prices here at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Roll back the amendments. We're above going to hell. I hope you know that's going to be in the commercial right there. Roll back the amendments and roll oh back the price. Oh, my gosh. But we always ask at the top of the show, what's your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? You can hate them. It could be anything. Okay, I'll, I'll give you two. Okay. Is that okay? Yes, I'll absolutely. Give a short you can give as time. much as you want. No, I'll give you the time I world. was scammed. Okay. Okay, I went to New York for work. We were at New York so Comedy Scam Fest. Capital. Yep, Scam Capital. And I wanted to take my team... Seven of us to a Knicks game, right? Okay. So oh, was, you balling. Yeah, I was doing okay. Team, I was doing okay. But we was just going to be up in there. It wasn't going to be floor seats. We were just going <laughs> to be up in, in Madison Square Garden. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I'm on Ticketmaster. We had a shoot early in the day, so I'm on Ticketmaster. And I'm like, man, I don't know what we're going to get out. Uh, but I don't want to buy these tickets and we can't go. Right. I ain't have money like that. So ticket prices are going all day. Then it's like all the tickets are gone off Ticketmaster. So I'm like, let's just go to the garden. We'll get tickets. We'll get somebody to sell so us So you with the scalp. Lacey, you, you're judging early, I feel like. Now, Kev, as much scalp as you got exposed. Let me tell you, you are bald. how badly how you gonna get I scalp? was the biggest. <laughs> you know in the cartoons when they're stranded on the desert island and one turns into a turkey? Yes. I was that oh, for no. this scammer. I mean, he was licking his chops from a mile away. <laughs> no judgment. Look, I've been scammed a bunch. We, we, do not, we do not judge our guests. Okay. Okay. So I go, and I, it's a black man, too. Oh, no. So he start off black man head nod. I'm like, oh, oh surely he can't scam me. He got the guard down. He already. got the guard down with the head nod, right? Mm-hmm. My man, what you need? My man needs seven tickets. Oh, I got you, bro. I got fifty fifty dollars a ticket. I'm like, bet, perfect. Seven of us, fifty dollars. Let me go to this ATM, right? Right, that's not a bad deal, right? Go to the ATM. He's like, yeah, that's four hundred right there. And I'm like, bet. Take the money out. I never even do the math. Yeah, because wait a minute, I'm 50, like, seven times 50 is not... It's not even 400. It's yeah, 350. Yeah, it's less than 400, yeah. I was so happy this black man was going was going to make my day. I didn't even bother to, to count it up. Tip. 400? Thank you, sir. Take it out of the chase thing. Hand him the, 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 the cash. He hands me these tickets. Okay, we go into the garden. They don't scan you at first. They do the pat down. Mm-hmm. Go the in. pat down? Yeah. What like year a, is this? You know, like a metal detector. Oh, metal okay. Detector. I was like, and someone physically No, 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 no. You? Metal detector. <laughs> I was like, so that I'm was like, another oh, scam, yeah. Kev. They yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know where they do the breast rub. Right. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to be doing that. <laughs> exactly. So we get to the second metal detector, and that's when they're like, all right, let me scan your tickets. Scan it. <clears throat> the thing turns red. Oh, no. I'm like, surely there's a mistake, sir. I just bought these tickets outside from <laughs> this fine, fine gentleman who sold me 50 tickets, uh, $50 tickets for all seven of us. Scan it again. <clears throat> I finally look at the ticket closely for the first time. Oh, no. This man had yesterday's game, okay, um, <laughs> tickets. I mean, he had written, like, they had a printer that today's title, the today's game title. He wrote, like, today over he wrote, like, Sharpie. <laughs> He obviously picked up old, like, stubs, mm-hmm. right, from yesterday's game and had a printer for the middle part. 
I finally look at the perforated edges. These things have been glued back. No. The dates. You have yesterday's date on one part, today's date on another part. I look at it, they scan it, and they, the, the, the scan guy was like, where'd you, where'd you get them? I was like, I got them outside that man. Lacey, I went, all seven of us have to walk back outside. So now you're like. And there was, first of all, was 20 of these guys when I'm there fighting for my scam. I get there, puff of smoke. Ain't nobody there. There's no proof these people ever existed. <laughs> I go on. Now, here's the win, though. I went online and tweeted like, man, I got scammed in New York. The actual Knicks tweeted me back. Whoa. And we're like, you can come floor seats for your family. I actually never been able to do this because of timing and not being in New York. But they offered me, I have an open floor seats from the Knicks because I got scammed. Now, do you, are you sure you want to say that on this podcast? Because somebody out there might go and try to be Kev on stage. <laughs> Let them have it. <laughs> if they can do it, now I, now I can pay for the floor seats. For an off night game, not 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 of no, but no, don't don't take my tickets, man. I want to take my kids, and I'll tell you another quick story about the time I was a part of a scam, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it until later. I used to work for Bank of America, and we used to sell credit cards. That was part of the things I had to sell as a personal banker. Yeah, and there was a blip in time where Bank of America partnered with American Express. Okay, you know what's weird, Kev, is like I I, I have Bank of America, and I could I like see you in a blue suit right now. Absolutely was, and you give. Big Bank Big of America energy. Like Hi, Lacey. Yo, you would love to. You look great in a Let home. me get my card out. <laughs> are you Are you renting in L.A.? I I'm currently... sure you. I'm sure I can get you in a house. Oh, I want to give come you my on. social right now. Let's come have a seat. Wow. Well, let's see what we can do. Worst case scenario, you're back where you started. Let's see what they can do. Is their catchphrase? Oh Woo! my God! Let's see what they can do. do. Killed. Well, let's see what we can do. And the thing is, most people don't realize that their personal banker is a salesperson. That's the I first didn't know scam. That. They don't know it's designed. They don't know that I get commissioned off of what <gasps> I get you. I thought they were just helping me. Mm-mm. I was just helping you, oh, but wow. my bonus was tied to bank account opening, savings account, credit cards, home loans. That's why they wanted to open my business account up, and that's, that's why they, they wanted. Were... Oh, business accounts are worth like five times personal accounts. Yep, I said Absolutely. I was looking for a house. They immediately pre-approved me for a loan, and they were like, "You want to tack on an extra half a mil because you, you may go have to fight everybody in the front lawn." There and I was you like, go. "What?" That was my job. Wow. So we had a partnership with American Express one summer. And now when I do credit card applications regularly, I'd say one out of 25 gets approved, right? Mm -hmm. Most of those who get approved are high school students going into college. Really? Almost 100. Zero credit. they're like, we're about to ruin yours. Bingo. (laughs) You ain't even had it I got a high school student on the way to college with their parents' approval. We home free. It's going to be a small amount, but I'm going to hit my number. This thing, American Express, I type in people's name, and the people I know have bad credit. Approved, $3,000. Oh, my god. Approved, $7,000. Approved, $5,000. So after the first week, I'm like, man, I got like 15 credit cards this week. That's enough for like a great month. And then it's my giving bro- a weight investment banker. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving, were you responsible for the housing crisis? I absolutely played my part. <laughs> I wasn't the result. I didn't know it was a scam, right? So... My brother's a barber at this time, one of the most popular barbers in Tacoma. And I'm like, yo, Jay, I'm going to test this out because I know he has terrible credit at this time. Bless his heart. He's good. <laughs> He's good now. Him and his wife, terrible credit. So I'm like, Jay, I'm going I'm to apply you for this credit card because if you get approved, something's wrong. And we got <laughs> yep. to capitalize on this. You and this. your brother are hilarious. Because <laughs> if you get approved, we got to know <laughs> something, something is bad wrong. <laughs> Put his stuff in, $5,000. Put his wife in, $4,000. I said, Jay, tell anybody at the barbershop if they need a credit card, (laughs) come see me. 
American Express, I probably opened 300, 400 credit cards, lines of credit. They, if you had a real name, birthday social, it didn't matter what your credit card so you was. probably opening credit cards for little babies. Uh, no, you had to be 18. <laughs> so when you're that was the only thing. <laughs> you had to be 18. No, I'm not going to implicate you with no crime. <laughs> I'm scam. already giving but away you, a crime. Lacey trying to make it worse. But the fact that you were working operating this through the barbershop is just such a specific was black it? thing. Because all the good scams came through the barbershop. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the whole summer of this work, everybody in the hood in Tacoma, <laughs> that I got South Sound seller of the quarter, that quarter. Off of that scam. And now here's the thing. The bank knew. They were like, right. yo, something's wrong. Push these. Because we want to be the branch of the quarter. Like, that's how people got paid. Uh, I can tell you a bigger scam about how we were actually a part of the <laughs> housing crisis. But it was like, they were people's lives were ruined. And that's the part that I was like, okay, I can't live with this. A free credit card don't hurt me. Right. But lying, it was... Especially was, if your credit's already bad. It's not like if you default on it, we're making you worse. That's what I told myself. And I also, said. credit was invented in 1989. And it's Is that a, true? Yes, and it's a tool of white supremacy. So I've been hearing that, but I haven't it's found... It's absolutely it true. It was really invented in 1989. Yes, some old white dudes got in the room and said, let's make up credit. And that was really? it. That's like how most things have ever come about, you know? 1989? 89. That's when my parents had no idea what it was. Yes. My, my dad's credit was ruined by his dad. Putting stuff in his, in his name. Mm-hmm. My parents couldn't teach me, and it makes more sense. They were young. Mm-hmm. 89. Yes, they just made this shit up, which is why everything is a scam. I want to make something up. What credit bureau <laughs> can I make up? Because we just made thing it... about credit is you have to maintain a certain amount of credit. Mm-hmm. If you pay it off, you lower your score. You, that is asinine. It's stupid. But anyway, uh, absolutely. I don't know if it was a scam from American Express or Bank of America, but it was a scam that benefited the people. I was Robin Hood for the people. I was right. giving people basically, and I'm talking about these niggas was buying stuff, cl- suits, Xboxes, washing machines, <laughs> like the hood, the, the barbecues we had that summer. We had a credit card plus EBT. We had a whole lot. We had whale on the grill. We had new stuff. Now we had whale. We on had whale. You ain't never seen whale on a barbecue grill <laughs> until you have American Express credit cards. Hey, yo, we got EBT. that Moby Dick. Bro, we got Moby Dick <laughs> fillets. Y'all still eating salmon? Oh, that's what? play. We eating Moby Dick over here. <laughs> Give me that sweet baby Ray's. Throw it on Moby real quick. <laughs> what? But those are my relations to scam. <laughs> oh, those are fantastic, Kev. Oh my goodness. Listen, Kev, Kev may have had his part in the 08 advisor. Absolutely did. <laughs> the collapse of the market. But 1, it wasn't. Thousand percent. It was look, I met investment bankers who were like, oh yeah, we was making them balloon payments. He was like, I was robbing, robbing. Oh, like yeah. you were trying to help people. A lot of these people were just trying to get themselves rich. And it these was. are people who had been marginalized by fake ass systems like the credit bureau. Yes. So it was crazy. I don't man. see no problem. That ain't I don't, problem. I, I, I ain't no problem. I ain't no problem. I gave I gave back to the hood. I was a legend in the streets. That's. I wish I lived in Tacoma. I wish I could have seen you like walk down the street and be like, "Hey, y'all, there go the credit card man." <laughs> <laughs> Five thousand dollars of a line of credit you don't have to pay back because your credit's already crap. Right. What's five thousand more? That's popping. Charge. I'm already charged off. It's already three twelve. It was that's, a great summer, Lacey. Woo! You should have been there. I wish I had been there. There was, I was... weaves. Scrumble was, the land was flooded with weaves. <laughs> flooded quick, with quick weaves. The bundles flowed from Seattle to Olympia <laughs> off that American Express. <laughs> oh, and I know they had that good Brazilian. Oh, I know they did. Mm, mm, mm. 
No, the girls in Brazil were all. Oh, my hat. Oh, I love that for us. Oh, goodness. Well, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with a letter from you guys. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select scam goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows and we are back and it's time for what's hot and fraud this is where i warn our listeners about hopping scams and the zeitgeist and more often than not we get a letter from you guys as always snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com just make sure the scam is retired like uh kevin's brother's bad credit is hopefully <laughs> before you share it because we don't want to what yes fuck up your bag <laughs> amen uh, <laughs> say amen after that my mom is gonna drag me this week um i need a fake name for these people and i want to tell you kev that i picked this because you have this book coming out yep. marriage be hard 12 conversations to keep you laughing loving learning with your partner that you wrote with your wife melissa fredericks yes. so i wanted to pick a wedding scam that okay. yeah that worked with both so you know a couple so i need a fake name for this person first and last this couple uh yeah sure um, clarion trenton Clary, you would make this so hard. I have Clary to write this down. That's a great Claire. name for a scammer or a scammy. It is. Clarion, Clarion also sounds like a credit card that like uh, <laughs> Russell Simmons made up. Ah! 
<laughs> Clarion. <laughs> I used to work for him. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. Oh my yeah. goodness. Were you a part? I hope you weren't responsible for the rush card. That was no. <laughs> had no rush into getting people no. their money. <laughs> That's when they stopped rushing. <laughs> Where it ended. Nothing to do with rush card. Listen, they know we love to joke about rush card on the show. <laughs> this is one of the staples. Um, so Clarion Trenton. Okay. Clarion says, Dear Scam Goddess, I would like to tell you a story about a very successful scam that I ran once and only ran once for reasons that will later be revealed. Clarion, I want to say I love how you wrote this, like, just, like, the penmanship. Like, Clarion, do you want to do some YA novels or, like, maybe explore a blog? <laughs> I don't know. My now husband proposed to me 10 years ago in my parents' backyard. It was just us two present. It was cute and romantic and lovely, and I said yes. That's so sweet. Wait, how did you propose, Kev? If you don't mind sharing. I don't mind. I proposed on Easter Sunday. That's so churchy. Super churchy. <laughs> oh, my God. Some days I look back and I'll be like, boy, you might, you want, probably want to kiss God. Right. If I had a chance. He is kiss risen. Him. Now you're going to be like, he oh. is risen. And here is the ring on the. And literally, while you're joking, <laughs> I had my pastor make it seem like I was giving like a little mini message. And I was like, you know, just like God. No. Yes. You know, married the church. You know, we spoke, the, and that ring symbolized his love for us. Kev, what if she had said no in front oh, of the congregation? No. I, I would have served the devil from then on. <laughs> <laughs> Walked out of the church, did a blood sacrifice, a little, uh, the A, anarchy, candles. But I had done research to make sure I had a high probability of her saying yes, and her family and friends love me. So I knew she would at least say yes then. If you could decline me later. If, you, if we don't, if okay, we don't get married, you don't, want the real, you don't want to get in the car and it's a silent I ride can take home. That. Like mm. engagements fall off all the time. <laughs> Very few people get told no in front of people. So, uh, so yeah, I gave my little fake message, and then I was like, Melissa, and she was like, <gasps> and then her sister, both her sisters, and two of our homegirls came out with signs that said, "Will you marry me?" in front of the whole church. You had some praise dancers. Did they I come out no in the way? <laughs> <laughs> they come out in the way. I should have choreographed that. <laughs> I should have had Now Behold the Lamb come out and <laughs> them to start. These are some real churchy like, cuts. Man. I love it. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe my mom will like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I proposed. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is of adjacent to like being at a football game mm -hmm. and being like, I think it's almost worse because in a congregation, like I feel like everybody knew Melissa at this everybody church. Everybody knew Melissa. I went to this. I went. I I left they my church you. and started going to her church about a year and a half before we got engaged. Actually, probably two or three years before we got engaged. Was that your long game? You were like, okay, I'll get I'll get the congregation familiar with me. Yep. Like I'm gonna start coming to you know, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be the one cutting the donuts in half for Sunday yes. school in the morning. Get as many people on my side as possible. <laughs> And this is going to work out. I love this. This is exactly yeah. how I want uh, a man to act when <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be like, damn, they're tricking me. Just oh. like, I love it. No, she's a wonderful woman. I'm so glad that this worked out for you guys. But so this is a couple okay. and they're and they're doing the engagement thing. So they did a quiet kind of backyard engagement. I want spectacle. Okay. If, if, you're, if you're listening out there, anyone who potentially wants to marry me. So much spectacle. <laughs> I want all of it. So that's pretty. I want. I want you to interrupt church. <laughs> oh, interrupt church for Lacey. No, no quiet walks in the park. 
No. No parking the car by Lookout Mountain. Mm-mm. I want the whole choir, and you better have the tone deaf children. <laughs> you better have them sit down, because I don't want the sound being messed up by everybody getting used by God. We need to start realizing that some people need to be used by passing out programs. Hilarious. Other people can sing. Yes. Everybody has their place. <laughs> exactly. Okay? I used to hate that when I was a kid. I used to always sing Jesus is bubbling in my soul. They try to take my solo away, talking about we got to pass it around to my cousins and stuff. I was like, why? They can't sing. I, it's just me. It should just be me. Hilarious. So... That spring and summer, we were saving money to go backpacking in the fall. We saved our coins and worked our butts off and planned our trip. We would often brainstorm how to make our trip awesome while being smart with money, and we were saving. We planned to WWOOF, Willing Workers on Organic Farms. Oh, okay, so they were going to work on farms while they were traveling to get some free housing. They're going to stay at hostels. They're going to couch surf. Remember that scam? We also did that once. Y'all are real bold. Yeah, this is giving Caucasian because I'm not showing up to nobody's house. (laughs) (laughs) And being like, can I sleep on your couch? The confidence. But some people do like this in rural areas because it's like you'll never see nobody. So you're like, oh, interesting new people. We're excited. I'm not opening my doors. <laughs> so sorry. That's what they got the church for. Not I. One day, I came across a cute story about a couple that proposed to each other all over the world. I think one of them was a photographer or something. Included in the story was an anecdote about how they were often offered flowers or food or champagne toast after staging their proposals. Mm. I don't know if they actually accepted any of those things because all my scheming ass read was free champagne. <laughs> Clarion. <laughs> Carry on. Did anybody give you anything free, Kev, after the uh, proposal? No. They didn't come up again? They didn't have no... I didn't get one thing. You didn't even get like a little extra communion? No No extra communion. I didn't get anything, actually. I don't think she did either. We're mostly poor people. We're all poverty-stricken. Okay, but that... We had nothing. Nobody had nothing extra to give. I know you do that, like, sir, that, uh bit on TikTok where you're like, if you had this, you yeah. probably didn't have much probably money. Didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was our, we were still in that part of our life when we could propose. I think I was 20. Yeah, I was 20. So. 20. Yeah, we got married in my junior, end of my junior year of college. Wowzers. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, we were together since we were in high school. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I had just plucked off somebody in high school. Probably would have been easier. I waited too long. People got too many options now. You gotta trick them. <laughs> They out here thinking they got options. It's crazy. I'm like, you don't. (laughs) So with utter glee, I hatched my plan with my husband. See what I'm talking about? With utter glee. Okay, Clarion. We would propose to each other while backpacking with a dummy ring from Walmart. The fall arrived. We packed our backpacks, said our goodbyes, and took off to the other side of the planet. It took us a few weeks to work up the courage. We joked about it at restaurants, always chickening out. Clarion, you really paint a picture, girl. I got a story. I got a podcast to run now. Clarion, I'm skipping ahead. Okay. So, Clarion says that they went spelunking, Mm. cave diving, whatever you want to call it. It was an adventure, underground caves, they did all this stuff. Okay. So, my husband took the tour guide aside and told him his plan. I could sense that the guide was excited. They were stoked. The zip line into the cave was pretty early in the tour, about 15 minutes into a five-hour-long tour. The guide stealthily placed me at the back of the line so that I would be the last to fly down into the darkness. I didn't pick up on it until later, but the guide was humming... Marry You by Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is such a specific song. It really popped right into my head. It did, but also, like, this man 
Brian tells the tour guide impromptu, like, I want to propose to her here. And this tour guide is so on board that he's like, I think I want to marry He ain't even got no music. He ain't got no, 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 no. He ain't That's a funny no- song to sing acapella as well. Right, how does it even go? I think I want to marry you. This is a man. There's just a man creepily humming this behind you while you plunge into a cave. Nobody sings that song randomly. That song has to be playing to be sung. Yeah, you can't just sing it with your own throat. No. (laughs) What? That's crazy. Now you can't just sing it with your own throat. Just randomly alone? That's really wild, actually. It's a wild song to just jump in the world with. I would be alarmed. I feel like I would be less alarmed if they were like, we ain't getting no younger. Yeah, so that do makes this. sense. Let's get married. Like, you can sing that with your thought, but this one, <laughs> this is bizarre. You gotta have a flash mob. You have 1, to play it from a speaker. So, but I love how on board this tour guy was. That He was immediately like, okay, let's do this. I'm gonna sing a song, which I wanna hear. <laughs> This feels like somebody who goes to karaoke and sings really, really hard. Because he just made this his moment immediately. He was like, yes, I'm locked in. (laughs) Let's make this happen. I've been waiting for this day. Loving you. (laughs) Make sure your harness is strapped in. Okay, is easy cut? Like, what is happening, sir? I love it. I love those guys. So then... So, um, basically, she said that she landed on a rocky ledge, looked up to see the rest of the tour group holding candles. Mm. She said fucking candles. <laughs> like, how did they have all this? They really was prepared for anybody to propose. That's odd. Staring at me. My husband is on one knee in his life jacket and spelunking helmet, looking extremely nervous. Despite his nerves, he gave a beautiful speech and proposed. I said, yes, of course, shaking like a leaf and trying to act like this was all a huge surprise. The guy then popped a bottle of sparkling grape juice and they toasted our love. A successful scam, right? Did you clock the fact that this tour was five hours long and we were only 15 minutes into it? (laughs) We had to keep up this ruse the entire time. The other tour group members were asking about when the plans, who we call first to let them know the news. Our tour guy had run to the store before our tour to get the sparkling juice cups and candles. Everyone was so happy for us and we were lying to them. We made it out of the caves and we thought we were done with our scheme. Oh no, see our plan had worked. We were still getting free shit. The tour manager informed us that we'd be receiving photos from the tour for free of charge. He handed me a thumb drive that would have cost us about $40. (laughs) A huge smile and said that uh, asked if we could use he could use our photos for promotional material. So the tour guide is seeing this also as like let me go get some candles and sparkling grape juice from the store. He was like, oh, I'm about to get hella tours. It's about to be. We're going viral. That's why he back there singing. Oh, my God. I'm about to get hella tours. <laughs> I'm just going to change the game. He was like, everybody going to want to propose in the cave. It's going to be the new destination for bitches to get. Tulum. Fuck Tulum. Everybody about to get proposed to in this cave. In this dark-ass cave. Oh, my God. I think I would be scared if it was a genuine proposal and I didn't know if it was coming. Yeah. If you were in a cave and then all of a sudden all these people you're with in this cave have candles. That's weird. That's a ceremony. <laughs> Staring that's, at you? That's, hey, hey, why y'all, why, why, how'd y'all like these? Nope, nope, nope. nope. I'm out. Somebody got to die. Might be me. Got to go. The black in me is like, absolutely it's the black in me. <laughs> it's the black in me. <laughs> I'm going to be like, absolutely no. 
I would have ran if I noticed no. what this was. Immedi- immediately no. Immediately no. So at the end, it says, when we got back to our car and drove away, we sat in silence. The guilt set in and never left us. We've never run the scam again. Thank you for reading my story. One of these days, I'll go back and pay for the pictures. Your gift to the world, Lacey Amos. Oh, thank you so much. Wow. My fellow crabby cancer queen, Clarion. Clarion, you really <laughs> are a cancer. Because this wasn't even like, would you scam them out of some grape juice? It's a, it's a very modest scam. Yeah. Even people found out, they're like, oh, they beat us out of some candles and some grape juice. Right. And a picture, too. Also, I feel like you gave everybody an experience because now they're a part of this beautiful moment they while they're stories spelunking. About this. Yeah, that's a story that they got yeah. share. Yeah. They told people, man, we had candles. They got married. Man, we were spelunking. Yeah. How many times do you hear the word spelunking? spelunking. Period. And then also engagement and spelunking. Oh, man, that's, that's a, a spicy sentence. That's a dinner party lead story. Oh, yeah. Man, let me tell you about we went spelunking had a whole... <laughs> Proposal, we had the candles the whole nine. I mean, it's a great story. Scam. I, yeah, honestly, I don't think y'all went far enough, Clarion. Right. I think y'all should have went to the restaurant. You should have did this in front of everybody's Air- Airbnb and hostel oh, that she was going to stay God. at. Because <laughs> who wants to rob a freshly engaged couple? Nobody. Nobody. Come on, man. We got morals. You should have did this in every restaurant you went into. Absolutely. Been screaming, hollering, crying, throwing up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would do that at the movie theater. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> run that until you can't run it no more. Right. Until people be like, y'all too old to be getting engaged. See, that might be even more special then because it's like, it's true. you can add to the story and be like, I never thought I'd find love again after <laughs> my first spouse died. Ooh. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't stop till they wrote an article about me and be like, if you oh see this couple. <laughs> they are already married. They've been married for 20 years running the same marriage scam. I'm going to Kev's church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it everywhere. (laughs) Y'all playing. All right, guys. It's time for my favorite portion of this podcast, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Kevin Fredericks. (laughs) I I almost feel like I'm saying it like it's allegedly your name. (laughs) Kevin Fredericks? (laughs) A.K.A. Kev on stage. Allegedly Kevin Fredericks. Allegedly Kevin Fredericks is this man's name. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be talking about uh, famous con caper, historic hoodwinks. We'll get his opinions all throughout. Maybe he likes them. Maybe he hates them. Got Kev, it. Kev's the only person who's ever actually looked at the research before the episode, which is something that we don't require. I love to be prepared. That I don't even do. I don't do it. That, that actually made me feel safe because I, I, I did my research in the, in the car on the way over. I was like, okay, got it. I got it. It was a, it was a pretty interesting story. It is a very interesting story. Yeah, I was like, story. hey, this is fantastic. But also, this one's great, too. This, I think I'm you'll excited. like this, too. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm ready. Guys, did I even tell you I was excited in the beginning of this? I feel like I forgot because that's how excited I was. But, okay, so in the early 18th century, we're talking about pirates who sailed the Caribbean and the likes of Blackbeard, and they were feared across the seas. So, okay, they sailed the Caribbean. They were basically like Blackbeard, who I think, like, if you're in olden times and people know who you are to this day, like, you was famous, famous. That's a fantastic point. You know how famous you have to be, like, before recorded history, before books and stuff? This is just... Tall tales and legends. This is Omar from The Wire. Right. You know, it's stuff like you don't Omar have Omar to... coming. Omar like, Black coming. Beard coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that comparison that Blackbeard that is, was just, just Omar from The Wire. Omar from The Wire, his name rung out. Blackbeard, the original Omar. I think that's what it was. Now I'm in. I'm in. He's already black. And <laughs> we've, decided, if we've decided we've decided that Blackbeard is black. How y'all gonna tell us different? Don't nobody you know can't what he looks like. Anybody told me what he looked like? 
Ain't nobody ever said what he looked like. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, he looks like Omar did from The Wire, which uh, rest in peace. That, that, I think that's beautiful. Um, so, you know, they're sailing across the seas, but few expected that two of the most infamous, thieving, ruthless pirates ever to sail were women. Mm. I know that's right. Mulan of the of the seven seas. Okay, why are you saying? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's an accurate comparison, right? Mulan, Mulan was she, yeah, she because it looks pretended. like they're they are they masculine presenting? No, the people she, knew they were women. So I, I'm glad that we're going to understand like where where they're coming from with this. Like, are they masquerading as men? Were they trans? We, we'll, we're going to find out. So that's really interesting to me. But right now, I think Mulan of the Seven Seas is probably the most hilarious and accurate description. <laughs> um, and so, you know, these are two baddies. You know you're a baddie when somebody draws a picture of you. Yes. With a sword covered in blood. So just so you so everyone knows that they're fresh off a of murder. Right. <laughs> In case y'all don't know what we're about, I killed a nigga right before this picture was taken. I ain't even had the time to wipe the blood off. Snap the this is a picture of painting. Also, they're right behind the ocean, so she could have easily dipped that sword in the ocean and, and wiped the blood off. She said, no, no, let them know. Let them know what it is. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang, okay. gang on them seven seas, ho. <laughs> so Annie Bonnie, which I love, that's such a great uh Original name. Bonnie and Clyde. Right, so they're everybody. They're every famous person that's ever lived. So mm-hmm. Annie Bonnie was born in Kinsale County, Cork, Ireland. That's a lot of names. Kinsale County, Cork. Ireland. That's too many names for one place. A lot. Around 1698, her father, William Cormack, was an attorney, and her mother, Mary Brennan, was the family maid whom with he had had an affair. <laughs> Come on, Arnold Schwarzenegger! <laughs> yes! <laughs> we love a love child, honey. Oh Spicy. So you were a scam when you were born. I love that for you. I think all babies born out of wedlock are a scam. And I'm I am one of, of them. Baby. I'm out of wedlock baby, too. Up top, Lacey. We bring yes. a lot to the world. We showed up in the womb, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> we were a problem from birth. We were, <gasps> yeah, baby, I'm here A now. problem from birth. What you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? So in order to avoid the scandal of acknowledging his bastard daughter, he dressed Anne as a boy and introduced her as the child of a relative whom he had taken in. Now, why could he have just said that she was a girl and a relative? I don't know. This okay. is literally Jon Snow's story, by the way. <laughs> is Yo, is literally- this where Jon Snow's story came from? This is literally George where Jon Snow came from. So Anne was eventually discovered, and so William and Mary immigrated to Charleston, South Carolina. That is a far immigration Y'all did that in the 1700s? That's like a very aggressive amount of travel for that time period. Somebody's going to die. Absolutely. And sure enough, Mary died in 1711. (laughs) Scurvy, dysentery. Right. That's an organ trail disease. Yeah, too many diseases. (laughs) Sure enough, Mary died in 1711. Ah. Look, they've been dead for a long time, y'all. We can laugh at this. But, you know, we knew somebody was going to die. So apparently, she was the keeper of Anne's tame nature. So Mary was the only person keeping Anne chill. Like, so as soon as Mary passed, she was like, oh, it's time to wild out. Mad. Love it. So according to a general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates by Captain Charles Johnson, Anne began exhibiting a fierce and courageous temper. So Anne was probably upset because Mary died, her mama. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she was like, ah, fuck everybody. Fuck these things. Like, you know, I love that for her. She was she she was a good girl gone bad. Yes. She reportedly murdered a servant girl with a folding knife and, wait, oh my gosh, and then beat a would-be rapist half to death. Okay, so 
What is a would-be rapist? <laughs> Somebody that might have done it if she didn't kill them. How she know they was going to do it? Maybe she snatched them off of somebody or Maybe something. Maybe she did. Okay. the last attempt. I'm going to trust her uh, judgment and say that she did the right thing. So the talk surrounding her carousing in local taverns and sleeping with local drunks became so much that it damaged her father's business as a planter. Now, that ain't right. Like, just because Mary wanted her, because Anne wanted to get her swerve on, God don't want to buy plants from her daddy no more. Which I think gonna be wrong with the plants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your daughter, ho. We don't want this ficus. What? <laughs> what they gotta do with me? Wild. Your daughter, a hoe, we don't want this ficus out of context. <laughs> makes no sense. You haven't listened to the rest of this podcast. You just jumped in here. You're like, wait, what? 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 I missed something. It don't make sense to be with context. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm William, I'm like, now why am I in it? Right. <laughs> what William do? Right. right. Y'all were wrong for that. People are petty. You know, times were slow, so they had to do something. So William eventually disowned her in 1718 at the age of 20. She married a sailor named James Bonney. Anne and her new husband moved to the Bahamas, where he worked as a bounty hunter, turning pirates into Governor Woods Rogers for bounties. So he would... Now, wasn't he a sailor? Okay, so he was a sailor, not a pirate. So he was just on the seas. He wasn't doing crime on the water. Mm -hmm. So he's reporting people, turning them in. Professional snitch. Love it. (laughs) Governor Woods was a former pirate himself and composed a top 10 most wanted list of notorious outlaws and pirates, including Blackbeard. So... He was a mm, a statue. Yeah. You know, I can't really trust statues. I just I, feel like if you have one. I mean, the amount of control you have over that statue, if you had the money and resources to get it. Yeah. Look at his statue, though. He's giving the girls, like, a, <laughs> he's giving the girls, he said, when well, y'all see this, y'all go, no, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> like, I'm reaching for my sword. It's like, oh, this it must, is a graceful moment to be caught in. You know, this feels like the olden day equivalent of, like, Dudes posing with guns. Yes, this is the hood dude. Lift up. Yes, I got that thing on me. Don't don't make me pull it out. I'll, <laughs> I'll air this whole place out. Why, Governor Woods? That you said. <laughs> I love that for him. So. Anne, on the other hand, spent her time drinking and seducing local pirates. Anne was really out here getting her swerve on. Girl, you can't be fucking pirates. They got scurvy. They don't got no fruit on the water. And I know that penis ain't good. No, girl. She eventually fell in love with Calico Jack. Wow. And left her husband to join his crew. (laughs) What? Calico Jack. Ain't that a liquor? Man, this sound like it. So, one legend from a general history alleges that her first adventure as a pirate began with creating a corpse out of a dressmaker's mannequin and covering it in pig's blood. Why? When the crew of the passing French merchant ship witnessed Anne holding an axe over the corpse, they surrendered the pirate ship without a fight. I love women. She was like, I'm not even going to kill anybody. I'm just going to make a fake body, hold the axe, and be like, you next. And they were like, well, we don't want to be... Oh, I'm sorry, they're the French. You know the French always punking out. Yeah. So, oh no, she did the murder. Oh no, we don't want to be the murder. <laughs> Give up the boat. <laughs> we did not fight. No, 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 no. We we will not fight. <laughs> oh my god, that's a solid French accent. <laughs> Is it? It's fantastic. The murder? The murder? <laughs> Voulez-vous que je avec murder? No, not for us. We, we do not like the murder. <laughs> I'm with them. I would have took no chances. Hilarious. <laughs> She's showing us a fresh murder. I said, okay. <laughs> you got it, sis. We'll swim. We'll swim back. Can you drop us off at the nearest? Hilarious. So, 
Though many women took to the seas in various capacities, women pirates were still seen as unusual, a potential liability, or even a bringer of curses on many ships. Y'all always trying to say we bring in curses. Every time. Blackbeard infamously banned women from his ship, and if one was taken captive, she was strangled to death. Mm. Damn. Mm. And solved any crewmates who might be outspoken against her presence by stabbing the first complaining man in the heart. Jesus, and What is she on right now? <laughs> and said, fuck around. <laughs> She's been killing people since she was a child. Right. You're going to find out Dang. immediately. Not stabbing in the heart. She going for blood, literally. That's what that picture was. Yeah, that's a very aggressive Somebody place to Somebody asked stab. a question. She was like, no, nah, I got to kill you. Right. I feel like they probably didn't even ask that many questions. It was just like, eh, <laughs> uh, you, you bleeding right now down your leg. She probably had a period, and he was like, ah. She <laughs> just stabbed him. Oh, my now God. Now you bleeding out your heart. Now, what's up? What's up? Who bleed now? <laughs> Who bleeding now? Who got their period now out their heart? <laughs> and what? It's a period on your life. It's the end. It's the end of periods. <laughs> wow, Anne. So Anne met Mary most of the time. Anne lived openly as a woman, as both Captain Rickman's lover and assistant. However, during fights with other ships, she dressed as a man, completed with a sword and pistol. According to some accounts, Mary Reed was a prisoner on a boat, Captain... Rankham's crew had conquered. So she ran into Mary because she was a prisoner on somebody's boat. She was like, oh, Mary, what's good? So Mary was dressed as a man. And when she was brought on board of Rackman's ship, Anne was immediately taken with the handsome newcomer and tried to seduce her in mm. private. Mm. Anne was such a, Anne was out here, okay? She, she's she said, ho is life and also murder. <laughs> 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 murder is life. <laughs> Contradictory. Yeah. So Anne, well, Anne was like, hey, Mary, what's good? Like, I'm trying to take you down. Like, you know, what's what's up? And Mary, like, bared her breast and declared that she was, in fact, a woman. And Anne vowed to keep her secret and thus began what would become an infamous friendship. So she was like, oh, no, sis, I got titties, too. And she was like, oh, me, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, in the very typical way that best friends show each other their boobs, which I've definitely done. I'm like, what your boobs look like? This is what my boobs like. This is insane. Judith, do you hear her? She's unchained. Unchained. Definitely what best friends do. Django. I don't know. I feel like guys, I don't know if guys willingly do that. Maybe like not cisgender so straight like balls? guys. <laughs> no, we don't really. But y'all go to the locker room and y'all be out. Just Y'all don't ever look. I don't never. I mean, at the you you can't not see. Okay. But I don't think it's as women tend to be more free. Our, yeah. our society allows, oh, girl, your titties are tittying today. You yeah. can say that to your girlfriend. You can't be like, boy, your balls is balling today. <laughs> it I, don't have the same. <laughs> I want to free you guys from the shackles Man. of the patriarchy that you made for yourself. Because I know y'all be jealous. Because we just be over here like, should I get a boob job? No, look at him. Right. Hands up. Hands down. Hands up. Hands down. We're a little more free, we're, we're but also entrained right. by y'all. <laughs> So, uh, about Mary Reed, she's a bastard child from England before her birth, um, 12 years before Anne, so she's older than Anne. She had a brother who died shortly after his father, and grandmother supported her from afar. When Mary was born, Mary's mother dressed her as a boy to resemble her dead brother in order to continue receiving money from her dead husband's family. I know that's right. What in the world? So they were both born as scammers. For some reason, both of their families dressed them as boys. Yeah, so I said Mulan without you even did. knowing. And you were absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, it's a uh, solid scam, though. That's how it tells you how much, like, that time period. All you had to do was dress him as a boy and be like, pay that child support for your son. Like, right. okay. Man, now that I think about that, that would have <laughs> been a nice scam for me. I feel like I could have, like, passed as a boy and and probably made some coins and, and escaped the patriarchy. 
If I could have passed, I, I probably would have did that back in these times because we have no rights. Mm-mm. Like, we was property. Yeah. <laughs> now I would have to get around that. So eventually the scheme was discovered. So in order to make money, Mary's mother continued dressing her as a boy and rented her out as a servant. Mary continued to live as a man into her teenagehood. It probably kept her safe. Mm-hmm. In 13... She served as a powder monkey. I don't know what that is. On a, it sounds racist, um, but on a British warship carrying gunpowder between the ships and the gun crew. So basically, this was back in the day when guns were so slow moving. Yeah, that took like ten minutes. You literally had you to had dump to the powder in, dump the powder in, pump it up, do That's all a this. Lot. That's why we had the Second Amendment, y'all, because back then it took like <sighs> half an hour to kill Man. somebody. You had to be like, hold on, hold on, Duh. stay right there. Literally, you you. <laughs> Both of y'all are doing that at the same time. <laughs> so really, who's more effective is going to stay alive. Yes. you had to, And then also, when you shoot, you only get one shot. So right. if you don't got good aim, you're like, fuck. I <laughs> do that right there. Like, we have automatic weapons now, y'all. We Man. have to change the laws. This was, it was different back then. No, they was not talking about what we have now. At all. They had no clue about that what we have. You have. got five shots max. Max, and that took an hour. And you had to be good aim. Man. You couldn't be off and then shoot again. No, this is, this is Come on a different now. world. So, you know, she served as a powder monkey. She fell in love with her bunkmate, which led to her informing her regiment that she was a woman and quitting the army and marrying him. When he died shortly after, Mary put on her pants and sailed to the West Indies as a man again. Her ship was captured by Captain Rackham's crew. Believing Mary to be an Englishman, they offered her a position on the crew. See? Wow. She probably would have been strangled if they knew she was a woman. They're like, oh, you're English? You got a penis? Come on. Get on the boat. Oh, why did you say that? Why did you say that before that you had a penis? Come on over here. So her loose clothing and the fact that most of the rest of the crew were so young that they had smooth faces meant that she escaped suspicion for the most part. Eventually, rumors of Anne and Mary being lovers became too much for Captain Rackham. One night, he broke into Anne's cabin in a fit of jealousy with the intent to murder Mary. Mary revealed that she was a woman, and instead of proceeding with the murder, Rackham agreed to keep her secret from the rest of the crew and treat her as an equal because it don't count if it's another woman. (laughs) (laughs) So they were lovers, and they was getting it in, but so so you know, Anne was probably little, giving a little bisexual energy, a little bit, and uh, so was Mary. And he was like, "Oh, you were here fucking my girl," and he was like, "Oh, y'all both girls? All right, that's cool, that's cool, never mind." Now I'm gonna close the door. Actually, I'm bad. my bad. Y'all carry on, carry on. Y'all in here bumping. Y'all keep bumping uglies. Okay, never mind. Oh my god! What? Wow. So she also fell in a damn. Mary's is falling in love with everybody. So. <laughs> She also fell in love with another sailor, a man much gentler than herself, which that kind of did make Captain Rackham mad because he was like, okay, now you fucking do. He can take another woman. He can't take another man. No. So once her sailor was challenged to a duel, Mary stepped in for him knowing that he would lose and won the duel herself. Wow. Mary is a legend. She really is. She is a legendary pirate. So during the battles, Anne and Mary fought side by side. According to one of their victims, they were very active on board and willing to do anything. Yeah, we know they about that action. I mean, that much is true already. They're giving about that action. So during the summer of 1720 alone, Captain Rackham's crew took almost like a dozen boats due to their prowess. So these women were helping them steal all these boats. They had landed like a huge schooner. They held their captives for two days before releasing them. I don't know if they released them into the ocean or they released them to God. It doesn't say. Right, right. I don't know where they went. <laughs> I don't know if they soul went or if their body went to. So, but the plunders didn't last. 
On one October night, the fall of 1720, Anne and Mary were awake as they neared Jamaica, and they noticed that one of the governor's vessels was overtaking them. Most of the crew had passed out from drinking, and though Captain Rackham had attempted to fire on the oncoming vessel, they were outnumbered and called to surrender. But Anne and Mary were like, full Cleo. Like, they went full Cleo and set it off. They were like, day absolutely not. <laughs> seems like I push against. <laughs> but it's just a cannon instead of a police shooting at you. <laughs> Can you imagine being blown away by a cannon? That's very embarrassing. I'm not trying to die by a cannon. That's a big old oh ball coming God. at you. No. <laughs> So they faced the governor's men alone, firing their pistols and swinging their swords. The legend says that Mary, being so disgusted at the rest of her crew, cowering, stopped the fighting to look down and yell, If there's a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the man you ought to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when not a single man respired, she fired down into the hole, killing someone. Man! She said, get Mary. your ass up there and fight. <laughs> Mary is just a stone cold killer. <laughs> she really is. She did not care about murders. Dang. It's also giving like m- my mom would be like, if you don't win the fight, then you gonna get a whipping when you yeah. get home. It's <laughs> exactly what it was. So yeah, Mary is about that murder life, uh, continuing to be. Anne and Mary were eventually overpowered and taken prisoner. They're in a whole gun battle with a huge ship, yep. and they still didn't die because it's no. how bad of aim everybody had. <laughs> there were stormtroopers out here. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were literally fighting stormtroopers. Or like in every like Bruce Lee movie where it's like 80 people attacking, yeah. but they're like one at a time. We're all just going to do karate You're just moves. watching Bruce. The, the, the 50th dude got to be like, maybe the last 10 of us should just go in together. <laughs> Because right. the one-on-one thing, we are not winning. We're not winning. He's killing us on the one-on-one tip. Also, I just feel like if I was the 50th dude, I'd be like, you know what? We see what happened here. <laughs> Do we really think I'm going to be the one? <laughs> I don't know, y'all. Y'all didn't even send me in first, which means I'm really not the closer. Hilarious. Yeah, I would have left. <laughs> so Captain Calico Jack Rackham and his men were scheduled to be executed by hanging November 18, 1720. His last request was to see Anne before he died, who allegedly told him, if you have fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. Wow. Ooh. That's cold-blooded to know he's going to die. And, and let me leave this on your conscience. <laughs> when you go up to the gallows, just know if you wasn't weak, <laughs> you wouldn't be here right now. But you a mark, so you're going to die like a mark. Wait, not Anne. Not, not Anne coming in and being like, you's a bitch. <laughs> Can't believe I used to fuck you. <laughs> if you don't know, that's Meg's uh, plan B. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. That's not the last thing I want to hear before I die. She ain't right for that. And you mean. <laughs> you a mean lady. Oh a week later, she and Mary stood trial, pleaded not guilty to all charges. Hilarious. Of course. But they were found guilty, duh, and sentenced to be hanged. Their sentence was only stayed because they both happened to be pregnant. Oh, I know that's what? right. Anna and Mary Wilson. That's the greatest Fuck scam it. of all time. It is. You kill me, you kill a baby. You don't want to do that. You don't well, want that in your conscience. Y'all want to kill a baby? <laughs> well. <laughs> I thought that's what y'all, I thought y'all really liked that, babies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not the, not the pro, pro-life getting y'all off. Listen. Even though both of y'all bitches is definitely pro-choice. But then when it was time to run that scam, they was like, okay, but what about God? What about <laughs> What God gonna say if you do that? Wow. <laughs> y'all are very, y'all are very great. 
Oh, man. So, unfortunately, Mary died of a violent fever several weeks later. Man, it sucks that back in the day you could just die of, like, being hot. (laughs) What's this, 99? You're gone. Everything was killing people back then. Everything. Bee stings. You was out of here. You could, like, step on a nail and get tetanus and die. How embarrassing. You die by nail. They cut your whole leg off. This is all we know how to do. (laughs) We we must cut your whole leg off. We don't have anesthesia. Sip on this here whiskey. Literally. As a matter of fact, we're going to pour some in the wound. And they just (laughs) chop your leg off. What? That didn't work? We're going to season your leg. You die of fever and infection? Well, we tried. We tried. Honestly, we're just experimenting right now. It's just vibes, okay? Sometimes we win some, sometimes we lose some. It's (laughs) vibes! So, Anne was eventually released and then disappeared, leaving a legacy that marked her and Mary as two of the most famous female pirates and thieves ever. Today, a statue of the lovers is unveiled at the execution dock in Wapping East London, where pirates and smugglers were executed more than 400 years Oh wow! They look. Oh, they look oh, good. They wow. got the hair blowing in the wind. Who made these sculptures? <laughs> it's giving baby. She's giving bossy. Is the hanging things part of the sculpture? Yeah, I feel like we should get rid of the Noosey Park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to look at that no more. <laughs> the Noosey Park. <laughs> I feel like we could just notice. This is low key a, a picturesque. I mean, the background's great. You got the beach. Yeah, that is a cute place to get hanged. <laughs> Oh, God, I can feel like it's a black person. I can't even say that. Um, <laughs> I feel like y'all could just put up a placard that says, like, right. this is where they were hanging people. I don't think we need to see the the, the um, noose. It's already Instagram caption worthy. It's already perfectly Oh, you know people ratioed. have taken photos there. Absolutely. Because they're taking photos at um, Chernobyl, so I know they're taking they, photos people, here. They, did you see at uh, Auschwitz they had to be, tell people, like, hey, man, could y'all not? Yes. You, people were just, like, frolicking. That, no, you they were can't. like, yo, do you know what this is? This ain't really... You I can't want really... people to frolic. But here's the thing, though. People frolic at slave plantations, and they get married there. Yeah, that's a fantastic Imagine being point. so fucked up that you're like, I want to get married where, like, all the black people were getting brutalized. And let's dress up like they did back in that time. Yeah. We'll have mint juleps. It'll be fine. <laughs> mint juleps. <laughs> It'll be totally fine. I hate it here. <laughs> All right, guys. That brings us to the end of amazing historic hoodwinks. We'll be back with the saddest part of the show, the end where I have to let Kev, <laughs> allegedly Fredericks, <laughs> go. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know 
I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life. Like white cream, are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. And we're back and it's time for Scammer of the Week. And today we're talking about a family of scammers from Mm. Queens, New York, which I love New York. Uh, Kevin talked about how he was scammed in New York, uh, trying to see the Nets, which is a scam in itself, like they ever win. Oh, the Knicks. Okay. The Knicks, Knicks, which which even worse. (laughs) Actually, even worse. If you said the Nets, that would have been, I would have had more hope for you, even though they got (laughs) swept this year. But you said the Knicks, oh, they ain't never winning. Man. Honestly, that's why those tickets should have been 50. They should have been free. They should have been free. I feel like Spike Lee should be outside Knicks games. Like, please. <laughs> they were good last season, too. It was great. It was Bing Bong, that's Joe Byron. True. Not good finish. enough, but. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> but, but better. Watchable. <laughs> even. Watchable for sure. Watchable for sure. Now, like, I'm like, let's Mama Spike more proud. Spike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is a family of scammers from Queens, New York. We love a family of scammers. Absolutely. Uh, they stole a house from a dead man in 2010. How you steal from a dead man? He don't own that no more. He, he don't dead. need it. See, this is, I don't like who wrote this. The news is giving us propaganda. They inherited a house from a, a dead stranger is what it sounds like to me. So in 2010, uh, they stole this house. And they were finally caught after committing a COVID relief fraud scam. Mm. Which those were popping. People was just sticking lipstick applicators up people's noses and being like, give us $200. <laughs> Very ghetto. So on November 10, 2010, Russell Butler, a Port Authority accountant, died with no will and no family to take over his vacant single-family home that costs around $700,000, or that's what it was worth. So Stephanie Bailey, 50, moved her family in in 2014. I know that's right, Steph. Get it. Despite complaints being filed by neighbors over construction and renovations, no one seemed to notice that no one was supposed to be in the house. In 2017, Bailey's daughter, Chianti, like the wine, <laughs> Kayla, why would she put this description like this? <laughs> Hilarious. She was 31. She filed a bogus will claiming to be Mr. Butler's great-granddaughter and beneficiary of the state. Wow. The will was accepted, and in 2020, Chianti became the house's owner. Wow. I know that's right. The, the audacity to just go for that. The audacity of Chianti. Chianti was like, man, that's my daddy's house. Also, this is 2020. Like, how hard are they looking? Everybody's dealing with a global pandemic. They was probably just like, stamp. I don't we know. Don't even care. A I wine just anyway. inherited a house. <laughs> 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 They're like, sounds right to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, she immediately took out a $200,000 mortgage against it and claimed $95,000 in unclaimed funds owed to the wow. Butler estate. So then she made about three hundred dollars because if you take out a mortgage, you're basically saying to the bank, Hey, y'all, um, you can take some of the value back on this house and I'll pay it off slowly if I can have the cash. So now she's getting cash out of a house that she doesn't even own. It's amazing. Oh, look at this house. Okay, this house is very loud. It I can is. hear this house in this photo. Nanny McPhee vibes. I hope they weren't the ones who painted it 
this very aggressive light blue because <laughs> I, if I were your neighbors, I would res- I would report you too. Ooh, that's that's a house. That's like a sky blue. Yeah, that's that's an odd selection. Nobody else on the block has that. No, you can see next door. It's like just a regular brick. brick house. Yeah, it's like a farmhouse with brick. And then they were like, "Oh, we gonna be blue." I just feel like as scammers, you should never be painting anything this loud of a color. <laughs> feel like it's a little too loud for y'all. Absolutely. So meanwhile, Stephanie invented a fake landlord to claim that she was renting the house in order to steal $100,000 in Section 8 housing assistance. Wow. Y'all got this house and ran it up. a a scamming flywheel. I've never seen people use a house this hard. Wow. This house is working, working. This house is fully employed. (laughs) This house got more jobs than a Jamaican. (laughs) This house is like, like, it's for the unemployed, it's for the underprivileged. It's a dead man's house. It's, this is crazy. It, it's a house owned by a wine. Like, this is wild. So Stephanie's sister, Latonia Bailey Dostily, too many names, 45, used her position at the city's Human Resources Authority to steal the IDs of more than 20 children. She and her family used those identities to steal tens of thousands of dollars in tax return money and COVID relief, as well as $200,000 in bogus unemployment compensation. So now it's an orphanage. This is this is just a scam that keeps on giving. <laughs> You're like, where the kids stay? They stay in this drawer right here. All 20 of them. Their IDs. <laughs> what? Mr. Butler's nephews caught wind that there were people living in their uncle's house, which prompted an investigation. So y'all were bad nephews because y'all didn't even Man. know that your uncle owned a house. Like, And now all of a sudden you're hearing about some coin. And now you want to <laughs> investigate. In April 2022, after nearly a decade-long crime spree, Stephanie and Latanya were arrested and arraigned on multiple counts of grand larceny, identity theft, and other charges. They were released without having to post bond, and Keanti is still at large. I know that's right. Let's go, Keanti. Let's go. Scamming in the wind. I know that's right. <laughs> you better be out here barefoot and on the run, Keanti. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a scam. This I'm proud great. of them. I'm glad that they're free, too. Yes. Like, Honestly, the freedom government is <laughs> the freedom for me. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like we're making it stick. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, Kevin. Oh, my God. Kevin, maybe Fredericks. Maybe Fredericks, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you so much for being of here Of course, today. I've had a time in my life. Thank you for getting me. Thank you for having <laughs> Thank you me. Thank you for getting me is accurate. It's like, thank you for <laughs> hunting me down, because that's what I did. Shout out to Big Judes. I'm your Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But we always ask on this podcast, where would you like for people to find you? Anything you want to promote, plug, any place that people can find all uh, your things? Find me on Instagram. Instagram, Kev on stage, Twitter, TikTok. I think it's Kevin Stage TikTok. TikToks, I have a good time. One of those three will be enough. They're so funny. And then you'll feel you will be directed to the rest. You will find the rest. If you follow me on those, I will I will have you in my grasp and I will lead you where you should go. Yes. And go on the Kevin Stage website and pre-order that book. Marriage be hard. Marriage be hard. Get that. They've been married since you were 20. 20 and 21. Since uh, 2004. 2004. Oh. Yeah, it'd be 20 years. That was when Ruben was sorry. He was. I was just <laughs> thinking about that song. I wonder if it would have aged better if it didn't if he didn't mention the year. Yeah. The actual year makes me feel like, okay, this is an old song. Yeah, it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a good song, but it's just it's the, the 2004 makes you feel like, ah, I shouldn't He should have did like the Black Eyed Peas. They were like, you so 2008. I'm so 3000. There you go. Yeah, now you, you gotta, have another 100 years to yeah, go. Yeah, it's got to be a place where you know you're going to be dead, dead. 
And then we can all feel good. Exactly. 2008, 2008. <laughs> Not 2004, Ruben. We can't be sorry for that no more. <laughs> As always, guys. If you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to snitch on your friends and family, just make sure the scam is retired at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Guys, get into this merch. I'm about to switch the merch up again. But if you want these scam hairpins, if you want these scam earrings, if you want these t-shirts and all these things, uh, podswag.com slash scamgoddess. Get into it, yeah. Congregation, stay scheming. And y'all, I promise you, Stitcher Premium is not a scam. We are coming back with new bonus episodes of Confessions, where we read your listener letters with my partner and homie, Priscilla Davies. Guys, we're coming back July 14th. July 14th. And if you don't have Stitcher Premium, if you've never tried it, Stitcher Premium slash Scam Goddess, go ahead and dip a toe. Get a free trial with Scam Goddess. And you can hear all of our old episodes, back catalog, as well as the bonus episodes from last season and the one coming up this season, July. 14. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.